You know what the most dangerous thing in America is, right? Nigger with a library card. <laughs> most dangerous thing in america podcast where i talk about books by black people and i am a black person and you can listen no matter what race you are so there you go uh this week on the podcast we are talking about a collection of poems by kayla rodney her collection is called swimming home and it was put out by unlikely books which is the publishing wing of unlikely stories which is an online literary magazine I had originally said that I was going to review two collections of poetry this week, and I must apologize for my ignorance and my hubris. Uh, I thought that I could handle reading two collections of poetry. What I did not make uh, allowance for was that I was going to start reading Swimming Home, and that I was going to highlight six of the first eight poems, and that I was going to be reading a, uh, a poetess who's from uh, Louisiana and that I was just going to like the book too much to, to give it, you know, seven and a half minutes in one podcast. It just wasn't going to work out. So I didn't even get to the second book. I liked this book too much and I liked too many poems in it to do, um, to do, uh, you know, half of a podcast about it. In fact, um, as I wrote notes for it and started uh, practicing the script for the podcast, I realized that I was going to be talking for like 20 minutes if I wrote if I talked about all the things that uh, I had in it more like 25 minutes. So I, I've, I've uh, decided that I had to cut some things out. So gonna try to keep this thing under 20 minutes and I apologize for thinking that um, I could talk about this for like seven and a half minutes. That was silly and uh, arrogant on my part. Okay, why did I like this collection so much? Well, I've already mentioned one of the main reasons is that... I shouldn't say one of the main reasons. Just one of the reasons that got me um, initially excited about it was the poet is from Louisiana. Uh, more specifically, New Orleans. And I, it should be mentioned that New Orleans is what features heavily in this um, in this collection. Not Louisiana itself. New Orleans. Not... My father's from New Orleans. I am not from, or excuse me, my father's from Louisiana. I'm not from Louisiana. But I feel, uh, you know, here in China, for instance, when you ask somebody where they're from, they'll often mention their ancestral home or where their parents are from. And that's their home, you know? Even if they went to, like, school, like high school or middle school in uh, the city that they live in, they'll, they still might mention the city where their parents are from. So in a way, I feel like I've got this connection to Louisiana. Now, I know there's a big difference between northern Louisiana, where my father's from, Winfield, home of three governors, and southern Lu southern Louisiana and New Orleans and all of that. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. All right, I'm not saying these are the same thing. So if you're out there and you're from Louisiana, please don't yell at me if you ever see me. What I'm saying is that this was something that immediately got me interested in this collection. In the introduction, which was written by um, Kayla Rodney's professor, or I believe her undergrad professor, um... Dr. I want to get this name correct. Should I take a crack at pronouncing it? Let's do it. Dr. Obradovich, um, she mentions that New Orleans features heavily in Kayla's poetry. 
and that uh, it means a lot to her. As you read the collection, you realize that you could not write this collection uh, if you weren't from New Orleans and if you weren't obsessed with it. So all of that really interested me. Um, you know, when a person is obsessed with something, it's interesting and it can interest you. To that end, there are a lot of themes in this book and I liked many of them. So I'm just going to mention some of them now. Okay, New Orleans, that's one. Water, huge. And Kayla Rodney at the end of the book talks about how she's obsessed with water. And that was actually her entry into poetry. Her, I believe it was, high school teacher saw that she was obsessed with this thing. And really that's what makes a great writer is a person who can just become fixated on something. She was fixated on water. And so uh, I, I think it was a male teacher steered her towards poetry. And um, she did her MFA eventually. And now she's studying for a PhD in English. So it turned out to be the right choice. Uh, okay, so we have New Orleans, water, food, right? New Orleans famous for food. Um, at least I think so. Uh, love, blackness, pelicans, and Greek mythology. Now, I'm not going to talk about pelicans or Greek mythology because I don't know anything about pelicans or Greek mythology. And I actually thought that pelicans were... Um, I thought pelicans were from like just Louisiana and I was talking to my friend from Australia and he mentioned that they're not, uh, that they have pelicans. And I looked it up and actually pelicans are just everywhere. And I, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I, I thought pelicans were just, uh, <laughs> like they were only in Louisiana. I mean, the basketball team is called New Orleans Pelicans. Anyway, whatever. So they're not. But the point is, I don't know anything about them. I don't know much about Greek mythology. And so uh, while I like liked the poems that were about Greek mythology and pelicans, something had to go. I couldn't, I can't talk about this collection for 45 minutes. Nobody wants to listen to me talk about this collection for 45 minutes when you should be reading this collection. Um, but I will say that I've had now open on my computer for the last three days uh, several tabs about um, <laughs> Greek mythology, which I want to read more about. Well, I've read about, but I still don't know as much as uh, Kayla Rodney, who actually, I think, studied this uh, for undergrad, uh, I believe, is what it says in the introduction. Um, so there are a lot of references I just don't know. And then also pelicans. I, I do want to know more about pelicans. Um, but I don't. So I'm going to stick to the poems that I kind of know something about. And there's still going to be too much here, and we're going to try to, to cover them all uh, without me reading them. I don't want to read too much of them. I just want to read pieces of them, but I might not be able to resist. Right, so that's, the, that's why I was interested in the book. Those are the themes I was interested in. And then, yeah, let's just hop in and talk about I'm going to choose one, two, three, four, four themes that I really liked and my favorite poem from each one of those. Okay. So the first theme that I vibed with, and I would say the first theme of the book, is food. Um, I love food from Louisiana. Uh, as I told you, it's what I grew up eating, even though I grew up in California. And the first poem is called Making Groceries, which is a term I'd never heard before. Love that. And what I like about this poem is that it sets the table. Haha. -ha. Uh, and... But it really does. It prepares you for what we're about to have, which is a feast of language, right? And so in this poem, Kayla Rodney establishes the food motif or theme. She establishes uh, the water aspect, 
New Orleans. So already we're getting tons of the themes that are going to come up again and again in her writing. And also we're going to get our first great, what I'm going to call here, dancing sentence. It's a sentence that dances off the page. It's got great internal rhythm. Some of the sentences have internal rhyme, and some of them just have internal rhythm. It doesn't necessarily rhyme in the middle of the sentence. It just has a nice feeling about it. So uh, this poem, Making Groceries, which is all about gathering up uh, the foods that you're going to buy at the supermarket or the grocery store and bringing them home to cook with, um, this poem has my first favorite sentence in it, so I'm going to read it now. The bomb 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 of open palms on Congo drums in Congo Square. Dirty chain feet dance in the Africa of their psyches. I love it. Um, obviously, the bomb 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 of open palms, P-A-L-M-S, could be considered internal uh, rhyme. But then I just like the rhythm of on Congo drums in Congo Square. Dirty chain feet dance. Dirty chain feet dance in the Africa of their psyches. Great, great um, line in this poem. And the rest of the poem, as I said, just kind of sets the whole book up, right? We get the motifs, we get the themes right there in that first poem. And then we finish that first poem off as you would finish off any great meal. Uh, a cup of community coffee to wash it all down. I have no idea if community coffee is a chain, but it is capitalized. And it makes me think it's a chain. And that also kind of gives me a little bit of like, uh, I feel like I'm an insider into this New Orleans thing, even though I know nothing about it. It's nice. It's almost like a little wink and a nudge. Or maybe it isn't. Maybe community coffee is not, and I'm reading too much into it. But either way, I feel like I'm in New Orleans. Now, I, I should mention I've never been to New Orleans, but I have been to Louisiana. But I know they're not the same thing. Okay, let's not go back down that rabbit hole. Uh, anyway, this poem, great introduction, um, sets the table for the whole collection, and then from there, we're off. I'm going to skip over a bunch of poems here that, like I said, I highlighted a bunch of these poems, and I'm going to go to the next theme I want to talk about, which was my favorite love poem. My favorite love poem is Tangled. The first thing I want to say about it is that it also has a food element, and this was very common throughout the collection in the love poems and other poems in general, but in the love poems, you'd have um, food elements to them, uh, body parts described with um, with food. Uh, metronome is the the biggest example of this, but we're not going to talk about that poem. Um, but yeah, I like when the themes converge and they 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 mix together. Uh, so t speaking of mixing together, this poem tangled. I'm going to read the first stanza, and I'll stop and talk about certain parts. Coffee skin glows in the dark. I drink it like I need to wake up. Okay, so obviously right away we're getting the coffee skin, which is that food element that I was talking about. Coffee skin glows in the dark. I drink it like I need to wake up. That's a great line. It's just beautiful. You play between my legs, pianist fine notes that vibrate in my vocal cords. It's visual. You can sense everything that's going on there. And then... My nails dig into your back, searching for diamonds. That whole first stanza is beautiful. And um, there's a lot of passion in this first stanza. And it just sets the scene. This is something that happens throughout the, the collection. Is It's very visual, you know? And when you open something with coffee skin glows in the dark, you're, that's visual language. And then you keep going until we get to my nails dig into your back, searching for diamonds. You can feel the urgency in that line. 
I'm not going to read the rest of the poem. I'm going to leave it to you to pick up the collection and finish the poem. But I feel like that opening stanza is wonderful. And then the poem continues. And what I like the most about it is, is that it just, it feels like one quick breath of air. And I hope that makes sense. What I mean is just, it's an inhale and exhale. And the poem starts and then it's finished. You never feel like there's a bump or you're short of breath or you're you know, out of sync. You just hit the ground running with this poem and get to the end of it. And then you go back, read it one more time, runs through so quickly. You have to slow yourself down to make sure that you're getting everything that's going on. That kind of thing. It's only a 12 line poem, 13 line poem. But yeah, it's my favorite love poem in the collection. So uh, go read that. On to our next theme, which is water, which is the theme, I would say. Uh, as I said, at the end of the book, Kayla Rodney talks about how she is obsessed with water. And absolutely, it comes through in the collection. Um, there are interludes throughout the book, which kind of like give us a, a little direction, like kind of moves the book along, gives it a sense of time. And one of the interludes is about water and the fact that God must be crazy for continually flooding us doesn't he know you know basically doesn't he know that it's crazy to, to keep doing the same thing and expect different results um which i thought was the best interlude or at least the one that i remembered the most or liked the most i don't know uh and then there are several poems about different hurricanes hurricane rita gustav isabel cindy there's a lot of water and that is that's not even the half of it that what i've just said is not even the half of it this book is drenched okay so it's tough to choose which one would be your favorite. My favorite is The West Bank Never Floods. Why? It has kind of an angry tone, kind of a mischievous, playful tone. And, you know, going along with that Greek mythology thing, which I said I wasn't going to talk about. But, you know, one of the things about Greek mythology is that the gods are kind of human-like. Like, like um, they have jealousy and, um, you know, they play pranks on each other. Or they play pranks on humans or they, you know will uh, fight each other over some petty disagreement that they had, right? Okay. Um, in this poem, she just says God, right? She doesn't use the name of a Greek God. But he kind of is messing with her. He's kind of her adversary. And I don't really think that we uh, envision the God of Abraham as being like an adversary in that way. Um, but, you know, she does. So I'm going to go ahead and read. Am I going to read this whole poem? I'm going to read this whole poem. Okay, here we go. The West Bank never floods. Never. I love that. Okay. Right away, I love that. Um, because it's this truism, apparent truism, that the West Bank never floods. Again, I'm not from New Orleans. The West Bank never floods. And then doubles down on it. Never. But somehow God still saw fit to pull back the roof of my life, peer into the intimacy of the walls, that spot that's brown now, because I wanted to test out the pepper spray. All right, I lied. I'm not going to read the whole poem because I, you know, I don't want to mess it up. But I love that this pulled me right in because um, she's angry with God, but angry in the way that, like, I mean, obviously these these hurricanes are serious and people were displaced, but this this was almost like angry, like annoyed. But somehow God still saw fit to pull back the roof of my life, peer into the intimacy of the walls, and then she goes into this specifics, you know, about what what's the intimacy? What is this intimacy she's talking about? That spot that's brown now because I wanted to test out the pepper spray. 
very specific. And then the poem goes on and um, she keeps getting more specific and then I'll pick it back up towards the end. I'll, I'll leave the middle out. He saw all of this, then opened his sky, poured out his hatred into the living room, the kitchen, over my mama's bed. But he would have never guessed I prayed before leaving. So like lamb's blood over the door sill, he left my room alone. She got him. In the end, she got him. Um, she took on God and won. And I like that. It's like a little bit of that kind of Greek mythology type thing where you're actually able to go go at the gods and maybe you can best them. Um, so I, I thought this poem had kind of a fun tone. It's, it's angry and a lot of these poems are tragic um, when talking about the flooding and the hurricanes. And this one certainly can be interpreted that way as well. But I thought there was a bit of mischievousness to it that um, that popped out like right away. But then I didn't I didn't fully understand until I read it a couple of times. Or, you know, it didn't really hit me until I read it a couple of times. All right, and then we're gonna get to my absolute favorite poem and the last theme I'm gonna talk about and the last poem I'm gonna talk about. So on the theme of blackness, there are tons of different poems. Um, the the one I love most is called Placage, and I love it for many different reasons. One is that I did not know what Placage was. Two is the language, and three is the things that I learned. All right, so first of all, Placage is the practice of French or Spanish uh, colonizers in the New World being allowed to have um, relationships with black women or native women. Pretty sure it's only from like males to females like male colonizers to female to black females or as the poem points out quadroons octoroons all the different uh classifications they had in uh merry old louisiana um so you know a bit of a, a cliche for me here loving a poem about mixed race stuff but what are you gonna do uh, i am what i am so this poem is fantastic again i don't want to ruin it so i'm going to read the last three stanzas but just as a background here Again, the name of the poem is Placage. It is kind of got a story to it. So it's kind of about this woman who's being pursued by a colonizer, right? Probably a French one. And he might be mixed race himself, kind of hints at that. And so uh, probably this poem is set back in like the old days, you know, maybe the Code Noir days or even before that in New Orleans. Who knows? Maybe it's set in modern times. Um possible uh but so that's that's what the the poem is about and then um i'm gonna pick it up in the fourth stanza and i'm gonna read until the sixth stanza i'm gonna stop in some places and then i'm gonna talk about it gonna try not to go too long but i really like this poem all right it, this is the second of the dancing lines that i'm gonna mention there are a lot of them but this poem starts out with it or excuse me the stanza starts out with it I still boom bachet in Congo Square where we dare to make gumbo filet. Ya ya, my ma can't know I go. Great line. So much rhythm in it. It's got the rhyme, internal rhyme thing going, but also just a great rhythm. It's got, you know, words that are, um, words that are not necessarily words, but just, you know, they, they convey a feeling. Bumbache in Congo Square where we dare to make gumbo filet. Ya, ya, my ma can't know I go. Great. Okay. But then I wipe the dust from my feet and press my hair. Fair, fair, taupe-colored girl in order to be here with you. 
had no idea what taupe was had to look it up love a poem that makes me look a word up and uh still not a hundred percent sure what taupe is but obviously a type of color so it seems like kind of a a, a grayish brown color so i liked that how many dead black bodies bang around in the back of your mind like wind chimes are they loud do they sing the songs of women screaming at their slithering roots? Uh, a powerful stanza. Um, great imagery. You know, it's tough to say something's great imagery when it's about something as serious as that. Um, obviously about lynchings. But it is great imagery. And it's powerful imagery. And here's the final stanza. The issue with the whip is that you hit yourself on the backswing. I feel how your consequences colloid under your shirt. How just five soft fingers on a bending waist can cage me here. Man, that ending. I feel how your consequences colloid under your shirt is the line of the collection. So, it says so much. America's self-inflicted wounds, right? The scars from those wounds turning into scar tissue and maybe you don't you don't realize the harm you're doing to yourself by doing harm to others but you are and that's just an amazing amazing uh poem and then that final line i can't decide if it's a line in which that person wants to be there or if they don't want to be there or if they can help being there how just five soft fingers on a bending waist can cage me here. It's, it's a packed line. It's a packed stanza. And it's a powerful poem. And I really enjoyed it. So this is my favorite poem of the whole collection. There were many good poems. Uh, just to mention really quick. Um, Outside of Hearing was my, and Passe Blanc were my other two favorite poems about blackness in here. Uh, there's, there's a lot of poems though that I liked. So, okay, I'm, I'm going to stop for now. Again, the name of the book is Swimming Home by Kayla Rodney. It is available on unlikelystories.org. Uh, I will link to it in the show notes. The ebook costs $3 and the paperback is $13. I, I highly recommend that you pick it up and read it. Um, it's great. And uh, yeah, and you'll be supporting a poet and you'll be supporting a small press. So, if you're interested in having people write great poetry, you should support them. Okay, uh, next week on the show, we're going to read... Well, no, we're not going to read on the show. Probably we're going to read on the show. I'm going to read Type Scenes this week and talk about it next week. Type Scenes by Rodney A. Brown by the same press, Unlikely Stories, Unlikely Books. Um, also, there'll be a link to that in the show notes. And that's it for this week. So, what do we say here at the end? Stay safe, stay healthy, stay black, and keep reading.